So the thing about the Dodgers, have you guys been to a game this summer? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, we took at the very beginning of the summer. We took the boys. You did. Mm-hmm. So you got it, your one summer game. Because I always yeah. feel like it's just one. That's it. Have you been to one this summer? I haven't. I'll probably only go if they're playing the Giants. Okay, because <laughs> this is where our relationship gets awkward. Right. You root for what is in baseball the equivalent to the devil. Mm. Mm. Um, And I say that on behalf of Dodger fans all around the world. By the way, can you believe Vin died? The great Vin Scully? Are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. 40 plus years being the voice of Dodger baseball. It's time for Dodger baseball. I mean, iconic. Iconic. Um, we we got our our uh, our one summer game in, and my good friend, shout out to John Middleton, uh, he he every summer helps us get to the Dodger game, and we go to the he gives me these tickets and I just assume it's a night game, and so oh, no. I, and so I the day before uh, a great friend a great Dodger fan texts me and says, dude, you guys are going to the noon game tomorrow. Noon, noon, Uh-oh. noon, noon in in the summertime at Dodger Stadium. Yuck! That's a cooker. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a East Side cooker. <laughs> that's a they, you're just you're just kind of getting fried like an egg, right? Hundred degrees. Yeah. So we went out there and we fried, and my boys lasted maybe two innings in the ballpark. The mm. rest of the game we watched inside on the screens. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. And my son, right when we got there, crushed two Dodger dogs, oh. like crushed. Winston, the eight-year-old, Winston. crushed. And so the, the rest of the game, he's like, Dad, my stomach hurts. <laughs> Did I eat them too fast? And I was like, no, you had two. That's the problem. <laughs> They're huge. The problem is there's you had two Dodger dogs. And so do you guys want to, should we start the podcast now? I think now yeah, would be a good time. We could. All right, let's 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 get real. Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of Leadership Lean In, where we are leaning into the subject of leadership. Uh, we are trying to get a little bit better. By the way, this whole podcast, episode number 70, whatever, uh, is about trying to get better as a leader. Yeah. And to still a very famous line at this point, when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. I think for us, we're recognizing that I saw this great TikTok the other day, and someone was saying, if you can be genuinely curious and genuinely mm. optimistic, you'll do well as a leader. Wow. And I just love that combination. I thought about leaners. Leaners are all optimistic. We're we're actually curious to learn more because we believe we we have the optimism that we can improve our lives, our, our companies, our churches, our groups, our teams, whatever you lead. And uh, by the way, it has been amazing this summer to travel around and meet leaners all Love over that. the place. And I know a leaner when they just stop by and they go, just a heads up, sir. And I'm like, you're a leaner. I could tell <laughs> just by the way they're leaning in when they say it. But shout out to all the leaners out there. Shout out to everybody that's trying to get a little bit better. We have not arrived. We are not perfect. We do not have all the answers. We are not uh, experts. We are question askers we are curious we are learning we're leaning we are students the other day uh someone was like you know i could help you in this area and i said please teach me your ways oh obi-wan 
Wow, I'm proud of you for that reference. Well, yeah, because my kids great. watch I'm this proud. stuff, man. My son, uh, Maverick, the six-year-old, he watched these dad TikToks. Have you seen these two dads? Two two dads sit on a on a lake dock and they try and get the other one to crack over dad jokes. So good. Haven't seen it. And my six-year-old keeps repeating the one that says, my kids thought it was awesome that we named them after Star Wars characters, except for my daughter, Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I have a little Star Wars uh, in me, but uh, leadership lean in. Uh, I just got to say to everybody, by the way, it's been one week since the book came out. Thank you so much. So many people. Yeah. Excited. Crazy. Genuinely excited about this book. Uh, thank you to everybody that has uh, put an Amazon review. If you're an Amazon shopper out there, get on uh, to Amazon if you can write a honest, genuine review. I was a little upset. I got a, a couple four star ratings. Wow. Yeah. And leave an honest, genuine review. That's a five star. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Because my agent was like, you know, it's actually really good that you're getting four stars. We got a couple four stars. And I was like, where's the where are these four stars coming? He's like, it, it's better to have a genuine because then you don't look shady. Right. Mm. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's like a genuine review. So genuinely, whatever you feel about the book, if you're reading it, let us know. Write a review. It helps us so much. And uh, thank you to everybody that likes and subscribes to Leadership Lean In. We are an on-fire podcast, I got to admit. What makes you say that, Chad? Well, we just had Craig Rochelle. Last podcast. So that means we're on fire for like at least another two episodes. We're just, <laughs> if this one's a total dud, it's like, well. We who, still got Craig. Who cares? We just had Craig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can't Nothing go for, matters. you can't do like home run, home run. Like, who? what are you, what are you the Dodgers? Oh, come on. We're tying it all in. Okay. So today. Uh, and by the way, this podcast is releasing on a Wednesday, which means you have one day to book your ticket, get to LA for a live Leadership Lean In recording on Friday at the Leadership Lean In lunch at the Zoe Conference. We've got Naomi Rain from Maverick City Music. We got Steven Chandler. We got Aiden King from Hillsong Young and Free. We got Rich Wilkerson Jr. We got Anna Golden Music in the house. We've got Zoe Music in the house. By the way, new Zoe Music coming out really soon. We've got so many great guests, so many people coming in. I just got a text from a friend who's a pastor in Hawaii. He was bringing 10 people out. He texted me, you know what? We got 14. 14 go. people flying in from Hawaii. I think we have 22 states represented. People coming in from yep. Ecuador to New Zealand, Israel, all over the place. So get your face, Canada, get your face <laughs> in the place. Zoe Kampf, Zoe Kampf in the building and uh, leadership lean in, live leadership lean in on Friday for the lunch. All right. We are today doing a special episode mm -hmm. of questions and answers. Not saying that we have the answers. These are but, an, an answer. But it is... An answer, An answer to the question that's being asked. So, uh, as always, I am uh, um, joined by my trusted sidekicks. <laughs> and it's great to say sidekicks. Yeah, multiple. All this guy does is model and merch and do podcasts. Come okay. on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unreleased merch. Unreleased <laughs> merch. Wow. So hmm. you get to take the photo and take the merch home. Wow. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, he's just a dad that tries. Come on. That's okay. at, the, at the end of the day, okay. Nate Dog is here in the house. And then April, we're expecting more out of you today, April. All right. You, I'll, I'll, I'll try and jump in. That's already more. You've already <laughs> contributed. Already more. That's, that's double from the last episode. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. Last episode was Craig, but you get it. Okay. Let's jump in. April, you asked the first question. What do we got going? All right. This one comes from Sarah and she asks, um, what to do 
when you know you've been called to lead, but you're in a season where you're not leading? Well, you know, I think that, Sarah, first of all, thank you for asking the question. I think we got to just define what leadership is. Leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. So there's never a time that I can turn influence on or off. Wow. So, it's in the, so leadership is never a position. Leadership flows out of the person. So there's not a time when I'm not, in, you know, I have to always be aware I do have influence. I get what you're saying, Sarah. Maybe you're not in a leadership title or position right now, but you are having the opportunity daily to influence others. You have a cell phone, which means you probably have a social media account. You have a following, but I don't care what you think it's big or small. It's a following. You have influence. You have influence over the people who live in your home. You have influence over the people you interact with. You have yeah. influence over the barista. You have you have influence. So I think that the lie of leadership is to always go, once I'm quote unquote leading, like I don't like when people are like, I'm not leading right now. That's like saying I'm not living right now. Wow. Right, right. You're always leading. You're all you, truly, you're always leading. I don't have to be in a church to lead. I don't have to be in a, in a position to lead. I'm just, my life is because leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. So how do you know you're a leader if you have followers? Mm. Following, good or bad, means leader. So when we look at people that are like, man, they're such a negative influence. Mm. I just think that they're leading in the wrong way. Right. But they're truly graced to be great leaders. Yep. There's greatness all over them. Now, they might be leading people in the wrong direction that we don't agree with, but they're leaders. Right. And I think that we have to be really aware um, that I always have the ability and opportunity to lead. And I can never summarize it to being like, it has to look like X, Y, or Z. That's really good. It's not, it's, it, it's just so, leadership is so unconventional. Mm -hmm. It's so, it, it, it reminds me of like that, that it's mysterious. Right. Well, you know, people say, oh, I'm not very creative. Oh. It's like, well, first of all, all of us, we have a form of creativity, but yes. exactly what you're saying, leadership, it's, it's unconventional. It doesn't look any one certain way. There's principles to follow, but you don't have to dress or talk a certain way. And, and I love what you're saying. Influ or, sorry, leadership is just influence. Yeah. In the first place that is, like, Sarah, if you feel called to lead, then the first place you got to go to is are you leading yourself well? Yourself. Right. And I mean, you talk about this so well, but yeah, Sarah, start just by making sure you're leading yourself in a way that you'd want to follow yourself. And then I think the more that you lead yourself really, really well, and that becomes your focus, I think people gravitate towards that. I think opportunity comes your way. I yeah. think the rest just kind of falls into place. Law of attraction. It's the law of attraction. But, 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 you know, how could we have an episode without <laughs> mentioning a, a law or, of course, or, or, or John? But, um, yeah, I would, uh, that, that would be what I would say to Sarah. I love that. That's, those are really, really great thoughts. Okay. Next question is kind of a two parter. Abigail asked two questions and I think they really relate. So I'm going to just say both so you can yeah. maybe address both at once. Great. Okay, so the first one is, what's your approach to leading a team from security and confidence? Mm. And then it sounds like she's maybe like in a situation dealing with this. So it says, the next one is, how do you know if you're part of a fear-based culture or if you are the one that's insecure? So it sounds like something's going yeah, on with some security, insecurity. Totally, which I just think, let, let, hey, let's just, let's call the kettle black. We all have insecurities. Mm-hmm. Like, just let's just all be honest. Like I just don't like when people are presenting themselves so overconfident that they're trying to get you to believe that they don't have insecurities. Yeah. To me, the fact that you are so overconfident 
tells me how deathly insecure you are to come off relatable. Right. I just think that you got to take your Superman cape off. No one believes it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. No one, no one, like, I wanted to say it on Sunday it, it, when I was talking about, I was making this point about uh, Elijah and James 5 when it says Elijah prayed. Elijah was a man like us. My dad used to always say, everybody puts their underwear on the same, one leg at a time. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I couldn't really say it on Sunday, but it's, <laughs> it's just a reality. Everybody is a dude or a girl. Mm-hmm. Everybody is, is just a person, just normal. Yep. And so when we try and present ourselves like we're superheroes, everyone's like, no, you, you yeah. have the same human needs as I do. You need attention. You need affection. You need water. You need sleep. <laughs> totally. Right, right. You, you, like you, you have the same needs. So I think let's just all be okay with having a dose of insecurity. I don't think you can be plagued by insecurity and be a great leader. How do I know I, I'm a fear-based leader? Let's just talk about a fear-based leader or a fear-based culture. A fear-based culture to me always wants more control than it has. Wow. Because I fear people leaving, transitioning, uh, not honoring, going against me, fill in the blank. I And if I operate out of fear then what I'll do is I'll try and control. Mm. And most leaders that I know are very controlling. Now, I, now, to, now in, within the context and within tension, I think that you need to control a lot of variables right. as a leader. There's a lot that I control about what we do because I think it's, it's actually healthy and good for us. Right. But there's a lot that I'm aware I have no control. And what can't I control? I can't control others. Mm. And I don't even want to try. Right. I can't control people's motives. I can't control people's, um, what they say, what they think. I can't control people's time, how they spend their money. So I think you control your culture, control the values, control how long a meeting lasts, control the t- right. the hours. Can, you know what I mean? Like yep. what's healthy and in bounds. But a fear-based culture is always trying to reach for more. And I think when you get down this road, you start, using people for your benefit notice and you know my our theology would be perfect love drives out all fear so what what wins fear or love love always wins right so loving people not getting them to act the way we want them to act and say what we want them to say that's that that militant tyrant leadership just Mm. never works it actually produces the opposite it produces rebellion yep it's what it produces even if it works for a while, eventually someone will come to their sense and they go, like, you're making me do this. And at the end of the day, people do what's in their heart. Whatever's wow. in their heart, they're going to do. That's good. So, so, and, and, and that goes back to an, another reference that I really hold dear to my heart about leadership. I hold everyone like this with an open hand because people have to do what's in their heart. Mm-hmm. So it's either in their heart to serve and be in the trenches and go and love and give and help, or it's in their heart to go. And you got to hold people like this. Mm. One of the books I, I mentioned this um, maybe in a podcast, but I definitely did it on a on a video we made. But uh, necessary endings with Dr. Henry Cloud. One of the things he talks about in that book I think is so good is we all want the band to stay together forever. Right, right. We don't want anything to end, and the reality is everything comes to an end. Right. But when you live in a fear based culture, there's control, and even strings and getting things and you, to stay and be and. I just think you got to be careful because all of that is driven out of insecurity. Security says, I'm going to shoot my children into the world like arrows. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send people. Jesus is the best leader ever. Right. Walk. Right. Because he's like, you're going to be with me, but not forever. Yeah. I'm actually going to send you. 
You got to go. You know, totally. so I just think that it's it's a mindset, it's a it's a heart gauge, it's a it's a healthy view of God and a healthy view of me. The more I see God accurate and the more I see me accurate, the easier it is to just open hand. Uh, money is not mine. My time is not mine. People are not mine. Nothing below. I'm living as a steward, not as an owner. And the more I can do that, the more I'm like. Now again, everything's in balance. I'm not saying you have to. I'm not trying to swing the pendulum so far. You just it's healthy, healthy perspective. Yeah. Healthy view of others. Healthy view of self. The goal of this thing is not balance. The goal of leadership is health. And the healthier mm. I am, the easier it is. That's really good to give room and margin for failure, for decisions, for transitions, for anything. Yeah. Because the goal is health. Definitely. That's such a great point. I love that that thought that balance is not really attainable, nor is it what we should be aiming for. Yeah. And I think that's such a common misconception within the last decade is everything. It's all about balance. It's really not about balance. Yeah, Jesus, I don't see him modeling as, again, I think he's the greatest leader I ever lived. I don't see him modeling balance, but I do see him modeling rest. Mm. And I do see him mm. modeling work ethic. And I do see him modeling purpose-driven lifestyle. I do see him modeling servitude. I do see him modeling generosity. But I don't ever see him going like, I got to get balanced. The reason why he's slipping away in the wilderness to fill his tank is so that he can go back out and do what he's supposed to do. And so I think you got to just find your health. What makes you healthy? I know I'm not healthy when people are irritating me too quickly. I know I'm not healthy when I'm just kind of on edge. Right. I'm not healthy. I'm not well. I got to I got to make an adjustment. But insecurity, going back to the root, insecurity plagues so many leaders that are so jealous and they compare the the what did they say the the comparison is the thief of joy, right? So the quickest way to diminish the value of something is to compare it with something else. Mm -hmm. And I think that we live in these you know you got to be careful with your own heart. Do leaders inspire you or do they threaten you? Because this is the tension. When you look at other people's stuff, you're like, wow, I'm so, inspi I'm so inspired by people. Because I genuinely think that people are trying to run in their lane mm -hmm. and do what. And mm. I think that comparison is such a dumb decision because I didn't start where they started. And I don't no. have their last name. I don't have their gift mix, temperament, uh, Enneagram type. I don't have their, I didn't, I don't live in their city. Mm -hmm. So why would I compare? Yeah. So I think, what's her name to ask this? That was uh, this one. Abigail. Abigail, Abigail yeah. we love you. Be you. Do you. And do not. It's You're either going to do things by faith or fear. It's kind of, if I can boil it down to those two things. Right. You're By faith, I'm generous. By faith, I'm, I'm open-handed. By faith, I got a big soul. By faith, I'm generous. And I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just not going to live in fear. Right. I'm just, you know, uh, I'm thinking about the world we live in right now, it's so fear-based. Oh, my gosh. You know, the news, Twitter, it's, it's all fear-based. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, you know, really fear-based cultures, they always paint. I mean, you've been around way more than any of us, but have you noticed this? They, they only paint negative pictures of the future. Yeah. And everything is designed not to go there. So you better do this, otherwise it's going to end up like that. Yeah, I think even this is the this is the political struggle we're in right now. Mm. Not not to get political, but I think it's 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 it's, it's a world of extremes. Yeah, uh -huh. everything is so extreme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's based out of fear. Wow, 
And if we don't subscribe to this ideology, we are going to be screwed. Yeah. And I just think it's like, I think, you, you know, you're really going to mess your life up. Live like that. Yep. Yep. That's fear based. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, rather than out of faith. Right. Again, I think the leader that wins right now is the one that is curious and optimistic. I love wow. that. That is great. And it's a it's a great segue to our next question. Oh, let's Ooh. go. Which is segue. I like a, a great word by the way, segue. It just great. it means it means what it says. <laughs> um, okay. If chemistry is lacking, is a team doomed? Mm. Or is there a certain level of talent that can compensate for lack of chemistry? I mean, you know, chemistry is the oil, right? Chemistry is what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's always the big concern. Like, you know, do people have fun around you? Do people have fun in the environment you create? The team that you're leading, the the organization that you're building, the whatever, you know, fill in the blank for the leaner that's listening. I think this is should always be on our radar. You know, trying to make what we're doing. If we're not having fun, what are we really doing? Yeah. You know, for whatever you're in. I don't care if you're selling clothes, merch, you know, um, phone cases, whatever it is. Like, if we're not having fun. So, I think chemistry is it's part of it. I don't know if it's always all of it. Right. I don't know. You know, like, what really motivates somebody? Is it compensation? Is it chemistry? Is it character? Is it trust? I think when you're in a place... You kind of, you know, get kind of a grace for it and you can kind of tolerate some things to use Dunder Mifflin as an example. Mm. Love it. You kind of, you know, are just like, well, I know Stan is very interesting and I know (laughs) that, you know, Michael is with the world's best boss in his opinion. (laughs) He's a mug. He's got a mug that, you know, claims that, Mm -hmm. you know, go down the list. But I know that the cool kids here are Pam you know, and Jim and, and, and everybody else is kind of hanging on by a thread. But I think that chemistry is, it's on the radar, but I don't know if it's everything. I really don't. I think that, you know, in order to be a great leader, you have to learn how to work with everybody. Wow. It was, cra- it was crazy. We were leaving prayer on Saturday night. My, Winston came with me, my eight-year-old, and we're leaving. And for some reason, he brought up, he maybe he saw the new book and he was like, bringing up the last book, Help I Work With People. And I said, um, Winston, what do you think that book's about? And he was like, you know, like loving people. I think it's about, is it about loving people, dad? And I was like, well, it's kind of a, like about how to like lead yourself really well so you can lead others really well. And I was talking about, you know, like it, it's got a, a large part of it's like people skills and having the ability to give compliments or write thank you cards. I was trying to walk them through what, you know, to an eight year old what the book's about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think all of that stuff, if you're a leader, you're kind of focused on others, which means you're concerned. What's their experience? Mm. How are they mm. doing? How are they feeling? So I'm never worried about like my chemistry. How do, how am I doing? I'm a leader. So I worry about how others are doing. Right. How are they feeling? That's great. Are they enjoying themselves? Do they like who they're working with? And then whenever I see that there's a lack of chemistry, I'm always kind of like trying to individually go like, hey, how you doing with so-and-so? Hey, how are you doing with so-and-so? Kind of comparing cliff notes, see where the rub is, because then I can address the issue like, hey, you know that you have an issue with so-and-so, but you know, they also have an issue with you. (laughs) And I know that you think it's their fault, but I think maybe if you could work on, so I just think like 
whenever there's a lack of chemistry, you got to try and work on the chemistry. We don't like just put our head in the sound and ignore it. That's like, you know, like when my boys are fighting, I'm like, I, I address it. Hey, guys, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I say to my guys, who are we the nicest to? A family. <laughs> That's right. Gosh. We're not going to be nice to people in Africa or people at the church and treat each other like hellions at home. Wow. We are the nicest to our family. I love that. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You being nice or you being mean to your brother? Mean. <laughs> okay, let me ask you a question. Do you want him to be mean to you? No. Tell me, what is the golden rule? Tweet others the way that I want to be tweeted. Like, who are these accents? Your your impression of each one of them is so on point. <laughs> when yes. you did Winston earlier, I'm like, dang, it sounds just yeah, like Winston. Winston was so good. But I'm just saying, Maverick. like, like you, whenever there's a lack of chemistry, you got to work on it. Yeah. You got to talk about it. Yep. Like, hey, guys, this is not going to work for us. Yeah, and I think any work environment, too, it's it's waves, right? It's seasons. Chemistry is high when things are well. When things are slower, Man. it can go sideways. Yeah. So just learning how to work in both environments is That's so it. key. Yeah, because, you know, winning solves a lot of problems. Yeah. Winning mm-hmm. solves everything. When you start losing as an organization, people start to grumble. Uh-oh. People start to go like, wait, how come this is happening? What's going yep. on right. here? Where are we? What, well, hold on. Especially if you've been used to winning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Winning solves a lot. Listen, listen. The Seahawks were one handoff away from running it back probably two more times. And the reality is, is the moment that they lost, all the chemistry went out the window. So yep. you you got to know that decisions matter. And you and w- once, it, once it goes... It's really hard to get back, but you got to make decisions to get. Listen, the moment that chemistry went, all those guys had to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Earl Thomas had to go. Richard Sherman had to go. Cam Chancellor had to go. Michael Bennett had to go. All those, Cliff Averill had to go. All those guys had to go. Why? Because they knew it only in one frame, and that's winning. Yep. And the moment that that decision was made, none of those guys really could. Marshawn couldn't stay. You saw who was at, at practice this week, though. No. Richard Sherman. At our practice? Talking with Pete Carroll. Yeah, that's cool. He can come by and visit and say hi. But like Earl yeah. Thomas is getting carted off, yeah. giving the bird yep. to Pete Carroll because he lost respect. Right, right. I was saying that because someone else left. Now look who's back. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, hello. Okay, here's a question. Let's go to the next question. Can I give a follow-up? Yeah. It's kind of a fun one. What's the best NBA team that didn't win because of chemistry? Oh. I think the Lakers. The this, 2000, this year. Two, no, 2004. I th- look, look, you have mm. Carl Malone, Gary yep. Payton, yeah. yep. Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, all on one team. <laughs> Just adding Gary Payton and Carl Malone to Shaquille. I mean, these are Should've four gone. of, I mean, maybe Gary's not in there, but three of the top 15 to 20. Carl Malone's number two well, all time. Top 50 Gary's in there. No, I don't, maybe, I don't maybe think, top I don't, 100. I don't know. Maybe yeah, top, top 100. Yeah, I don't yeah, think not, Gary's top 50. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but Carl Malone, number two all time leading yeah. scorer. Shaq, greatest center of all time, probably. All time. You know, if not top three. And then you got Kobe, Kobe's least top five player ever. I would, he's arguing. He's yeah. in the argument yes, for a yes. lot of people. You know what I mean? And, uh, but they just didn't have the right chemistry. You can't just throw talent together. Yeah. It's not always about talent. Right. It's about who gets along. Yep. I love that. It's great. Great answer, too. I yeah. appreciate it. That was it. good. Relevant. It's fun. Well, the reason why I know is because I wear a Lakers shirt constantly that has a starting five on, on and it's that team. <laughs> so I'm always looking down going like, what these, a great these, shirt. these suckers. That is amazing. Okay. 
We'll go a little serious and then we'll go fun after maybe. Okay. Okay. What are some practical things you've learned when shaping your voice as a communicator? Wow, this is great. I I was just, you know, I was just acknowledging on Sunday night, the AC units went out in art where we preach and I was like, I got my voice back. (laughs) I can let it rest. Yeah. And I can control the room. I think, first of all, if you want to be a great communicator, I hate to break it to you. You got to listen to yourself a lot. Mm. Have fun, buddy. <laughs> it's the worst, most cringy thing in Have the world. Have fun. Yeah. You got to listen to yourself a lot. So I just think, you know, being a great communicator becomes, you know, I've, I don't know why we got on this this morning. Um, oh, I know why. Julie and I were getting ready, and I listened to a guy in the morning a lot. He comes on at 9 a.m. His name's Colin Coward. He's got an insane voice. I love his voice. His thoughts are insane, but I just like I just like his voice. He's got a he's got a voice that has a lot of miles on it. I think to have a yeah. great voice, you got to have a lot of miles on your voice. Yeah. And I said to Julia, I so want to have a voice like that. I was complimenting him. And she said, well, you mean, are you talking about like, somebody left me a voice memo last night, a good friend that I was like, God, I love their voice. They also have a great voice. I was saying, so now we're two voices in. I like this guy's (laughs) voice. I like my friend's voice. And I said, you know, the highest compliment I've gotten in forever was I did a wedding recently. And one of the photographers at the wedding said to me, um, afterwards we were in a a setting and he said, um, you know, I grew up in church. And I was like, no way, that's amazing. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I, he told me the church, told me the story. He's like, he's like, I got to say, when you started talking, there's something about your voice. And I was like, wow, that's really kind. Thank mm. you so much. He's like, no, 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 like your voice carries something. Wow. And, I, and I was like, dude, this means a lot to me. Thank you for saying this. Because I think you got to work on developing the way you talk. Yep. And I don't think you can be a mimic of somebody else. Mm. I think you have to, if you want to be great, this is my opinion. I think you actually have to have your own thing. Yeah. Like the way you say things, the way you can get quiet to loud, to runs, to laughter, to joke telling, to all of it. Yep. Like you got to develop your voice that if you're going to develop, like, just think about this guy, Nate, what's his name? The comedian, um, what's the comedian's name that's really big right now on Netflix? Can you look up his name real fast? Yeah. I know who you're talking Nate, about. It starts, with, it starts with a B. Burleson. Say it again. Burleson? No, 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 not Nate Burleson. That, that's a football player. Come on, man. <laughs> Burgazi or something. It's not Fugazi. Nate. Let's see. Uh, he's got a Netflix special. Ne- Burgazi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Net- yeah, hand me the phone, yep. please. This is Nate. I'm going to say his last name. Oh, Bargatesy. Bargatesy. Close, Nick. Yeah, that was not that far, actually. <laughs> Anyways, like, you listen to him or Gaffigan. Take Dave Chappelle. Take got the uniqueness of Chris Rock. Take, take anybody that you're listening to. Uh, Kevin all, Hart. Kevin Hart. No, Bill, all of them. Bill Burr is, 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 is circling again. I see a lot of clips from him right now. You... you, you, you there's a uniqueness. Where did they develop their voice? In little comedy clubs of 50 people yep. working their materials. Yep. Totally. So I just think like if you want to be a great communicator, if you want to have, you want to shape your voice, um, don't waste an opportunity. I just, I, I, 
I think it's really weird when people are like, when I get to bigger crowds or stages, then I'm going to give it everything I got. Like, like, I don't care if it's, it's seven. I don't You're care. not going to get there without. You know, yeah, you never will. Right. Yeah. You like, like, you know, like if it's 70, 17 people, if it's 70 people, like give it everything you got. Cause you're, you're, you're not only robbing, you know, first of all, when you stand up, I think you should always have this as a, as a, as a thought. There is a king in every crowd. Mm. So no matter where I am, no matter where I'm speaking, no matter small or big, no matter what service, I always know there's a king listening. There's a king in the crowd. It's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even on the podcast, I know that there's, there's a, there's a king listening right now. Yep. And so give it the effort that is due to the audience. Every audience matters. And then just keep working on, you know, when you listen to yourself, keep going like, ah, I didn't like that. Ah, yeah. that's cringe. Ah, that was not what I'm going for. I think too, in the beginning, you're going to sound like someone else. Yeah. Because that's all you know. You yeah. know, it's like if you're if you're practicing basketball, you're going to look like the person, you know, that you look up to. And I think that's okay. But totally. you gotta you got to rep yourself out of sounding like someone else. That's right. exactly right. You know, and I, I remember you used, to, you used to give me this advice. If you can't captivate one person in a conversation... How do you think you're going to do it? That's it. In front of more people. So you just work on conversations yeah. and that builds into it. It's the bottom line. You, you, how you, how you are at a coffee shop is how you'll be in with the microphone. Hello. Mm. It doesn't, it doesn't really change. That's really, really that's why good. we need you to talk more April. <laughs> you know, that's how I knew you'd this, be good at this. This is the only time any, anyone's ever told me to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Next one. Okay. Next one. Is, is there any leadership advice you wish you hadn't followed over the years? Mm, that's a very good question. Uh, leadership advice. And from you, who? You wish <laughs> you hadn't followed. <laughs> um, no, I can't really think. I mean, because I got really, thank, thank God for my dad. He really just spoon fed me the best. The Zigglers and the Blanchards and mm. the Blencionis and the Maxwells and the, you know, um, I was listening to Jack Welch at the Global Leadership Summit and Bill Hybels and amazing leaders. So yeah. I don't really think that I was like, oh, man, that really didn't work out. You know, um, I've just kind of thankfully watched and learned from, you know, really good, good leaders. And I think even ones that maybe turned out to be what people would say are fraudulent or failed or have an asterisk next to their name or whatever you want to say, fill in the blank. Um, they're just like us. They're trying their best. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. They, they, yeah. But by the grace of God, all of us are here. You know what I mean? Totally. So yeah. I think they weren't, they weren't, you know, spewing terrible things. They were trying their best to yeah. lead and, and, and do as good as they could. So no, I can't think of anything that I'm like, wow, that advice really, uh, didn't work. If, if there's anything I'd go back when I was younger, I wish I learned more. Mm. I wish yeah. I, I wish I, took more classes. I wish I went to more seminars. I wish I, I wish I, we had podcasts when I was growing up. I right. wish we had, we had cassette state. Cassette yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, you can't learn enough stuff your brain with as many good things as you, as possible. And maybe a few things will stick. That's great. Well, here's one more. Okay. What would be your WWE entrance song? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, blessed that you would ask because that means you know that I could wrestle. Wow. <laughs> that you you know they could they could see the physical prowess. You know what I always get when I go places? What? Wow, you're so much taller than I thought. And I'm like, really? did you think I was a short man? Yeah. Did you yeah, think wow. I was a short guy? 
Like, thank. Could you imagine if they're like, "Man, you're so much shorter." I mean, <laughs> that would be that would be a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna name some people. Ah, uh, yeah, it. yeah. Check it down. Okay, WWE song right now, edited version because the book just came out. I ain't worried about nothing. Mm. Little French Montana on them because okay. the Let's book go. is worried about nothing. Yeah, worried about everything because I pray about nothing. But if the book season was not out. I think I'm coming into something like 2008, 2009 Kanye West. Like Good stuff. graduation, graduation album. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stronger or something. Yeah, or, that's great. You can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Um, you, I think I'm. I think I'm going there because the energy. Or or sorry, or Jay from the from the Black album. Something there like encore. Or ninety nine problems, yep. Or something from that edited, of course. You know, I despise, I despise cuss words in music. Despise, yeah. Cannot do it. You left Spotify. I cannot because I of just it. do not. It, it's what God delivered me from <laughs> when I was sixteen years old. So I just can't. I the, love pl- that. the place of my pain. Okay, do we have any more? Last one. Okay, we do have a couple more. Do you want to? Do you want a serious one or do you want a fun one? Let's do one last serious one. Okay, perfect. Um, one last serious one is what dream, idea, or goal do you wake up thinking about? I think the the dream, idea, or goal that I wake up thinking about every morning is what's in front of me. You know, every morning I, 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 I do the same thing every morning and I make my to-do list and I'm kind of working on what's the hill that I'm climbing currently. So this morning I got up and I had a number of projects and things to accomplish. And then in two weeks, it will not be the same list at all. So I don't have necessarily a long-term goal. I'm more thinking the next 30, 60, 90 days. And I think that out of that, I'm just able to kind of just tackle the current. Yeah. We all have problems we're trying to sort right now. Yep. We all have, we have things we're trying to fix. Right. So I just think, you know, you got to identify that. What are you working on? So I have, I have subjects, big blocks that I work on and I'm constantly refreshing. And then I like to, I like to check things off to make sure I know I did it. Mm. So I did that. I did that. I sent that. I met with them. I accomplished. I went. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you need a sense of fulfillment. Yeah. I was going to say, do you put some like really easy things on there too, just to start the check off, (laughs) brush my teeth, check it off. No, 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 no. But yeah, I put easy things like, you know, like, um, for example, right now I'm, I, I, I'm replacing a couple windows at my house and the fact that the guy has ordered them and the fact that they're getting installed, I checked it off. He, he, He did it. I got some other things around the house. So I keep a house list. I keep a Zoe list. I keep a book list for what we're working on with all of our, you know, right now we're working the next two books. So you just all, I'm always going wow. through the different areas. Yep. I think that you cannot be stressed out if everything's in front of you. Mm. You will get very stressed if things get behind you. That's really good. So I think you just got to keep your world in front of you. And how do you do that? You just write down, this is what I'm working on. And you just kind of plot at it. And, and, and I think that you need to take your name and branch out the mind map of who you are and the, the, the scope of your life. So I am a pastor, I am a father, I am a husband, I am an author. We have a podcast with the leaners. I travel and speak. I, I try and look at my whole life so that none of it is neglected. Yeah. Then I'm a bad steward. Right. I think I'm always shocked 
you'll you'll text me about my area, you know, about my oversight, and you'll ask me questions that only someone with a high level of knowledge about my area would ask me. Mm. I'm like, how does how does he know how to ask this question? And then I look around and you ask these level of questions all over the place, and now it's making sense. Oh, they're just always in front of you. In yeah, they this, are. you just know. Yeah, and I think you have to identify too, like what's important to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. real. I think that really what it comes down to like, and and you can't make apologies for. There's just certain things that are not as important to me. They yeah. really aren't. And if you were to give those those things energy, it would actually rob. Yeah. The the life and the quality. That it would you zap give my other, creativity. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Drain you. Yeah. And I think that you just got to be very comfortable in your own skin and understand what your weaknesses are. That's where they, they, you know, that old saying, staff your weakness. Staff it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You're never going to be good at it. Can I just say this? I think you said something that was so good. And I I would acknowledge in my life, the time when I've been least, like I've grown the slowest where you can regress was when I would wake up in the morning and think about that thing in the future, the dream (laughs) over there. Right. And I think what you just said is so underrated. If you wake up with what you have to do today in mind. That's it. You're going to wake up 10 years from now, five years from now, six months from now. Yeah. And go like, whoa, I, we just came so far. Didn't even realize it. And and I and I think that um, I maybe I, I said this recently somewhere. I know that I did because uh, I, was, I, I think I was saying on that, that Instagram live with Chris Hodges the other night. Mm. He gave all of us, we met with him in Florida a couple of years ago with John Maxwell, actually. There's another reference again. Mm-hmm. And we put up a John Maxwell counter. Yeah, exactly. We should. And they, right? And then he, he went around the room, he gave us all these journals. It was called a focus journal. Mm. And he said to all of us pastors around the table, I think your biggest problem is not opportunity or resource. I think your biggest problem is focus. And he nice. goes, I want to challenge all of you on making focus your priority. And here's a journal. This is what I use. And you need to write down your daily to-do list. And you need to write down what you checked off. And I was I, I will never forget that. And I because wow. it felt like it was like, wow, that's me. I don't mm. lack resource. I don't lack opportunity. I really believe that. Everything I I I, I need, I have. I yeah. already have it. I yeah. have everything I need right now. I'm blessed. I live from that premise. I'm already blessed. What I need is to focus on today. And I got, you know, today as we're recording this has never been busier, but I've never been more at peace. I feel like, have you always felt like you've had everything you needed? I've always felt that. Yeah, always. It doesn't My matter where life. you are. No, I've always felt it's just like. an attitude. It's an attitude. The glass is half full. Mm. I can't believe what's around me, who's around me, what I have, what I, I can't even believe it. Love that. And I think, I think to me, Going back to uh, the insecurity question, mm-hmm. insecure people are always thinking, wow, they got it. They got it. Mm-hmm. They, right. are, they are blessed. And I think great leaders are always going like, nobody's got it like us. Can't believe I have what I have. Can't believe it. And can't believe that God would choose some suckers like us. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the fraudulent side of you being aware, like yeah. it's not because you're great, dude. Right. I think that you will end with this, but I think that in order to be a great leader, you also have to mix in a sense of sovereignty. Mm. Wow. Reverence. I think, I think, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be aware. I've never been more aware of all the omnis. Mm. Oh yeah. It's that a was, lot of was, omnis. I like this. 
This was a good thought from the... Uh, Stephen Chandler? I think so. I can't remember who said oh, it. Was it Sean? Uh, Sean Nepstad. Maybe it was. It was one of them. <laughs> Man, I just was like, that's it. Because I, I haven't been thinking of the Omnis. I've just been thinking about the sovereignty. Yeah. And I think you could just be like, man, I can't believe how good all of this is and how mm. great God is. And I'm really, really thankful and blessed. And I know I didn't make it all happen. Right. You know, you try your hardest, but you can't make all your life happen. No yep. way. So. Wow. We love you. We're for you. Anything that you need, come this Friday. We hope to see you. Leadership Lean In live from Los Angeles. We'll see you soon.